Welcome to another episode of 6 Minute Monday where I give you 6 tips and tricks to make you more efficient and effective in the weight room, the boardroom, and on a football field. Tip number 1. It's an exercise tip that links back to last week's exercise tip. So last week I said if you're going to be sprinting or running some sort of a change of direction drill that also requires you to run in a straight line, do it next to a line so you don't veer off course. This week, I'm going to piggyback on that by saying if you are doing a change of direction drill, a suicide after basketball practice, a pro agility test for the NFL combine, a 300-yard shuttle that some ridiculous coach is going to make you do before you go into football camp, if you're going to do any one of those drills, when you are changing direction, use the opposite leg on each change of direction to plant and come out of the hole. So what I mean is when you make your first turn, plant on your right leg. When you make your second turn, plant on the left leg. When you make your third turn, plant on the right leg. The reason you want to do this is twofold. One, it's going to save a couple of steps, right? If I'm not turning my body around or crossing over myself, it's going to save a couple of steps as I'm moving through the drill. So that's very nice, right? You don't want to save steps. You want to keep your, conserve your energy. And he who takes the least steps to get somewhere gets there the fastest. Thing number two, at least from my mind, from a visual perspective, if you're always doing that, you're facing the same way and it's going to stop your body from any form of confusion of flipping around itself and seeing something new. Maybe you catch something new out of the side of your eye and it slows you down a little bit for the same reason you don't want to look in a mirror when you're weightlifting. I want to make sure that when I'm running this drill, I eliminate as much visual variation as possible as I'm making these turns. So if I turn with my right leg each time, I'm going to be looking at something completely different each time as I come out of the hole. Maybe you're not looking at it, but you might have it in your peripheral vision and it may slow you down just a bit. Okay, tip number two is something we are experimenting with at advanced training. It is, I'm calling it contrast training for lack of a better word. Now, people may have heard this uh, in other ways before. You bench press heavy, you rest a minute, and then you do uh, push-offs. You squat heavy, you rest a minute, and then you're going to do uh, ballistic jumps, right? Or you push a really heavy prowler, you rest a couple of minutes, and then you sprint. This is all awesome stuff, but this is not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is sports specificity for what we're doing with the tough man. Now, let's take something extremely simple and tangible. Imagine that we are doing the sled pull. For people that don't know what that sled pull is, you are sitting on a bucket. You have a, a across from you is a sled with weight on it, and there is a chain attached to that sled, and you're going to pull that sled into yourself. Well, what are we doing to make ourselves better for the Tough Man event when we are doing this sled pull? We have our game day weight, which is 140 pounds. It's not that heavy, but... To make it really heavy in our contrast training, we're going to put on, say, 250 pounds, maybe a little more than that, but it's much heavier than game day weight, and we're going to pull that sled into our chest. We're going to do that for about two or three sets. Then, after about a minute or two, we're going to take all that weight off, and we're going to go much lighter than game day weight, and now we're going to have super lightweight. So not only is that weight much lighter than the reps that we just did, Okay, so not only that, that whole that post-activation potentiation where it's going to feel even lighter than it really actually is. So let's just say we use 140 on game day and when we go light, we go 90. By going with that 250, that 90 is going to feel infinitely, 90, infinitely lighter than 90 pounds even feels. So not only that is that portion being worked, but now imagine the rate of force development that we are using to actually turn that chain over our hands, hand over hand, as fast as possible. So the heavy weight, will, will, the intent is to make you stronger, and the lightweight is intended to make, to make you increase the rate at which you are moving that toy or that implement. So this can be used in anything, but I'm sp speaking specifically to tough man training. We did the, this, the week and, uh, this weekend, and it was awesome. Okay, tip number three, quote that I'm thinking about, and this goes to all the guys that are missing their workouts, guys that are on benders, guys that are just constantly putting stuff off, for anything, you could have been great today, but you chose tomorrow. 
I'll say that again. This is from the great and powerful Marcus Aurelius. You could have been great today, but you chose tomorrow. Yeah, just keep putting it off, man. Just keep putting it off. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Hell, now I'm even thinking about Rocky. When uh, Who was it? Apollo Creed told Rocky, there is no tomorrow. Right? There is no tomorrow. If you want to be great, you got to do it today. Stop pushing it off because tomorrow's already here, man. Tomorrow is already here. Okay, tip number four, a book that I'm reading that's moving me. This is actually recommended by James Yuski's brother, John Yuski. Uh, he said to me, because we were talking about data analytics, that I should read this book called Fooled by Randomness. Oddly, I had that book on my bookshelf for about two years. I just haven't read it. I buy a bunch of books, probably buy more books than I need. I have a bunch of books on reserve. So I picked it up. I started reading it on vacation. Brilliant, brilliant stuff. Here's the basic premise of the book. I'll try and simplify it as much as I possibly can. Imagine that you took uh, a million monkeys, stuck them in this giant football stadium, gigantic, the biggest football stadium you could think of, and you gave them all a bunch of computer keypads, and you told them to type. You told them to type for the remainder of their lives, forever. Maybe they live for a million years. So a million monkeys typing for a million years. Just based on the randomness of their typing, it's very possible that one of those monkeys, it is is mathematically possible that one of those monkeys could possibly type out a Shakespeare play, right? Now, it's pure luck. It's pure randomness. But now people say, oh my God, that one monkey, that monkey's a genius, now, we're going to write books about this monkey. We're going to follow this monkey's morning routine. We're going to do everything this monkey does because that monkey is a genius. Wow, but really the monkey's not a genius. The monkey's just lucky. Now, think about how apply this. the book is trying to apply this to the stock market where there's people, investors, traders, whomever, who just got lucky. They're really not that smart. But now people follow what they do even though they're really not that smart. And at the same time, there's people who've done the same thing as them at just at a different time, at a different place, and they were completely unlucky, and they lost all their money. Now imagine uh, if you're a football coach, and you got really lucky. You just happened to have the best talent at the best time, and but your opponents happened to have the worst talent. And now the things you do, they just happen to work out. Maybe they never work at another time. So now people say, wow, this is the greatest football coach on earth. We're going to do what that football coach did. And then you go do what that football coach did, and you lose every game. Right? But meanwhile, they're writing books about that coach. They're doing life stories on that coach. They're doing 30 30s on that coach. Meanwhile, he didn't do anything special. The point of fooled by randomness is that what I'm thinking when I'm reading so far is that people are fooled by randomness, thinking that those people are awesome, when sometimes and most times it's just plain luck, which is uh, completely and totally awesome. So thank you, John and James Yuski, for recommending that book. Okay, tip number five. It actually comes from that book. It's a productivity tip. What the guy was talking about in the book is because this, something like the stock market is so random and because your feelings when something bad happened are much worse than the, the equivalent good feelings when something good happens, what he was saying was is really it's very dumb to make an investment and continually look at it. If you look at it every day, you're probably going to be upset like let's say it's 50-50. Half the days it goes up, half the days it goes down. The pain from those half the days it goes down is far worse than the happiness you're going to have from the half the days it goes up. So don't look at it every day. Don't look at it every week. Uh, if you can really restrain yourself, look at it every month, if not a year. So uh, I've made some investments recently. I need to stop looking at it as much as I am. I've been doing it weekly. I'm thinking about what this guy's saying. He's totally right. I'm also relating it to the amount of times I weigh myself, which is uh, it's not right. I, I will weigh myself like 10 times a day, which is really stupid. I, I'm Now I'm thinking I don't even want to weigh myself daily. My wife made a great point. Why are you weighing yourself every day? You eat the same regiment macronutrients every single day during the week. Are you really going to change anything the day the next day? No. Well, so I'm going to try my best to start start weighing myself a, a couple of times a week, 
and not a, a couple of times a day because I'm really the, the upsetness that I feel if that scale doesn't hit the right thing and my body fat doesn't hit the right thing. Definitely, one, it doesn't change my behaviors for that week because I'm already on my micronutrient plan, but also it doesn't make me nearly as happy as if that scale is the mark that I want it to be. Okay, tip number six, the craziest thing that I saw all week. We were on vacation last week and we were going to get a couple's massage. The people come to the room and uh, you know they do the massage right there. My wife is definitely still very nervous about COVID as she should be. So we wanted to limit the risk. So we had people come to the room, COVID test that everybody had a COVID test to go on to this place, whatever. Bottom line is uh, while they're coming to the room, my wife is deciding that she wants to put on her own music versus letting the massage therapist play their music. And the music she is playing is like a Maroon 5. And I, and I was like, listen, if we're going to relax, we cannot listen to this music. And she said, no, this is very relaxing to me. And I said, I said, look, when was the last time you went for a massage? And they weren't playing massage therapy, like therapeutic meditation music. She's like, well, I'm going to play it. Uh, craziest thing that actually happened was <laughs> I was right. <laughs> so the massage therapist came in. She, we talked to them about what she wanted to play, and they said, uh, absolutely not. This, you, cannot, you cannot relax while listening to music like that, especially when you're in trying to meditate. If you're, you, you're better off playing calm, soothing music, and definitely, definitely do not listen to things where you think you know the words to those songs because it's going to put your mind in a spot of concentrating on the words to those songs or enjoying that music and not really letting your body be at one with the massage therapy. So, uh... Yeah, craziest thing of the week is I was actually right, and she'll never listen to this podcast, so we'll never have to bite about it. All right, people, have a great rest of the week. Talk to you soon. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Element. That's L-M-N-T. What's Element? Element is the product that came into my life at exactly the right moment. I've been training hard. I've been sweating like a maniac. But unfortunately, after my sessions, I could never kick that feeling of dehydration. It didn't matter how much water I drank. In fact, the more water I drank, the worse it got. My body was telling me, you need more. You need electrolytes. But I refused to go and buy some sugary sports drink and put that garbage into my body. Enter Element. What's Element? It's a tasty electrolyte drink mix. That's right, I said tasty. They have seven different flavors. My personal favorite is mango chili. But most importantly, it's got no sugar. It's got no gluten. It's got no garbage. There's got no guilt. Take it. You'll feel better. You won't feel like a bum after you drink it. You won't feel any guilt after taking it. To get your element today, go to drinklmnt.com backslash George Mahoney. Again, that's drinklmnt.com backslash George Mahoney. Get yours today.